Self-leadership always comes first. It is the prerequisite for leading others. If we want to change the world, then we must change. People can't be agents of change unless they've gone through positive change themselves. Welcome to Philosopher Insights, the podcast that delivers wisdom in minutes a day that you can put into practice daily and strive to master over a lifetime. The podcast committed to sharing ideas that encourage you to bridge the gap between who you are today and the person you aspire to be in the future. Hi, my name is Herb Lamba and welcome to my podcast where I will share practical insights from the world's best authors. Knowledge isn't power, applied knowledge is. The quest to become the best version of you starts right now. Hi and welcome to Philosopher Insights. My name is Herb Lamba. Today, we're taking a look at The Power of Your Leadership, Making a Difference with Others. The author of this book is John Maxwell. The book is published in 2017. I want to share a number of my favorite insights, starting with Be the Story, Significance, Change Yourself First, The Attitude Factor, Why Do You Want to Lead, Make You More Valuable, What Do I Have to Offer, Can Do Spirit, and finish it off with a closing thought. So let's get started with the introduction. Quote, I want to start this book by asking you a simple question. Why do you want to lead others? I hope it's not for power or prestige or wealth. I hope you want to lead so that you can make a difference in the world with other people. I say that because the real power of leadership comes from what we can do with and for others. The value of leadership doesn't come from recognition. It's not about having a position. In fact, You don't need a title or designated role to work with others and lead them. If you want to make a difference, I hope you will find helpful guidance and inspiration in this book. Do you want to work with others and achieve something great? Do you want to lead a life that matters? You can. Everyone is capable of achieving great things. It doesn't matter how much or little money you have. You can be a leader of change. You don't have to be a Martin Luther King Jr. or a Mother Teresa or a Nelson Mandela to be part of something significant. I hope you know that. In fact, you don't have to be a leader at all. Most people who make a difference don't have any kind of formal leadership position. They're just intentional. Whether they are leading the team, working as part of a team, or supporting a team, one dedicated person can make a meaningful difference in the lives of others, end quote. I captured that from the opening chapter of this wonderful book. It's a quick read, but trust me, it's like a treasure trove of wisdom that can really shape you into a better leader. I'm totally on board with the idea that leadership isn't tied to a fancy title. It's just that we often come across people who keep saying they'll step up once they snag a better position. But here's the kicker. Real growth starts by honing your leadership skills right where you are. No matter your current role, that's where the magic begins. We need more people that lead, not for accolades, but for the betterment of those they work with. They understand that leadership is a journey of continuous growth and learning. This individual doesn't need a title to empower others. They rely on empathy, communication, and a shared purpose to drive change. By embracing these interconnected ideas, they create a legacy that truly matters. Insight number one, be the story. Quote, most people want to hear or tell a good story but they don't realize they can and should be the good story. That requires you to become a leader of your own life. And it means going first, even if there isn't anyone else following you. Leaders who live intentionally jump in and live the story themselves. The words of physicist Albert Einstein motivates them. Quote, The world is a dangerous place, not because of those who do evil, but because of those who look on and do nothing. End quote. 
Why do so many people do nothing? I think it's because most of us look at the evils and injustice around us and we become overwhelmed. The problem looks too big for us to tackle. We say to ourselves, what can I do? I'm just one person. One person is a start. One person can act and make a change by helping another. One person can inspire a second person to be intentional and another. This is where leadership begins. We should never let what we cannot do keep us from doing what we can do. A passive life is not a meaningful life, end quote. You know what's so incredible? Having a life that really means something is totally doable. And guess where it all kicks off? Not surprisingly, it's right with you. No rocket science here. Your most awesome story. It's like this blockbuster that starts when you jump right back into the scene. Don't be the one snapping pics. Be the one in them. Enough of the searching. Time to rock the living. Oh, and guess what adds some serious spice? Lending a hand to others. Picture it as the mystery ingredient. Insight number two. Significance. Quote, what drives you when you get up in the morning? Most people settle into one of three areas, survival, success, or significance. If you're like many people, you may be struggling to keep your head above water. You're in survival mode. But once you've gotten to a place of stability, then what? What will you live for? Will you serve yourself or others? Will you put all your energy into your own personal success, into trying to get farther and ahead of others? Or will you work with others and use your leadership to help them achieve significance? Many people tie their significance to their social position, their title, their net worth, or bank balance, the car they drive, their prestigious address, the man or woman on their arm, or some other status symbol. Their mentality is, if I do enough and have enough, even if I am self-centered, it will bring fulfillment. The problem is that self-centeredness and fulfillment cannot peacefully coexist. End quote. So here's the deal. Are you itching to jump ship on your career, or are you actually aiming for a life that's packed with meaning? Often the issue isn't the job itself. If you're all about numero uno, just swapping careers might not fill your happiness cup any higher. You see, the thing is, wherever you go, there you are. What really flips the script is switching from the me, myself, and I mode to something more epic. Putting others in the spotlight. It's like changing gears to significance. And here's the kicker. How can you rock someone else's world? That's the magic question. Insight number three. Change yourself first. Quote, self-leadership always comes first. It is the prerequisite for leading others. If we want to change the world, then we must change. People can't be agents of change unless they've gone through positive change themselves. I learned that I have to travel within before I've traveled without. In other words, I had to make some changes in myself before I could expect to affect change in others. I could not give what I did not have. End quote. Now this reminds me of Stephen Covey and his masterpiece, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. He echoes this very idea. Before we guide others, we've got to navigate our own ship. Self-leadership is like laying the foundation for a skyscraper. It's got to be solid, unshakable, just as Covey emphasizes the significance of being proactive and taking responsibility for one's own life. Maxwell's words ring in harmony, that the path to changing the world starts from within. I would highly recommend prioritizing self-care. Ensure you're getting enough sleep, eating well, and engaging in activities that recharge you. 
But remember, self-leadership isn't just about setting rigid routines. It's about being adaptable and resilient. When life throws curveballs, view them as opportunities to grow. Learn from your setbacks, adjust your course, and forge ahead. This flexibility showcases your capacity to lead yourself through various situations, showcasing the strength of your self-leadership. Insight number four, the attitude factor. Quote, I believe most people who try to make a difference start out with the right motives and attitudes. As a result, the people they help gain a tremendous amount from them. But what often starts to occur is a shift in thinking from I want to help people to I want people to help me. This is especially destructive when the shift occurs in leaders. The moment that transition in attitude takes place, the leader's motive changes. Instead of enlisting people to whom they can add value and who will join them in adding value to others, the leaders want to attract people who can add value to themselves. When people are motivated by personal advantage, they've lost their way. As a result, they get off track and they can no longer make a difference. End quote. Simon Sinek shares parallel wisdom in The Leaders Eat Last. Sinek emphasizes that true leadership is about creating an environment where others feel safe and valued. When leaders start craving recognition for themselves, rather than focusing on creating and nurturing space for their teams, they compromise that sense of safety. The shift in attitude can undermine the trust and collaboration that true leadership hinges upon. Maxwell drops some serious wisdom in a chapter he calls Connecting with Like-Minded People. He dishes out nine factors that light up the path to significance. You've got opportunity, belief, possibility, faith, challenge, attitude, winning, promise, and invitation. For a complete understanding, please grab the book. Insight number five. Why do you want to lead? Quote, when someone comes to me and says he wants to be a leader, one of the first questions I ask is, why? Why do you want to become a leader? Is it because you want a corner office? Is it for a premium parking place or top salary? Is it for the perks and recognition? All of these are wrong motives. People who want to become leaders for any reason other than adding value to others are way off base. For most people who don't add value to others, their actions aren't motivated by hate or self-centeredness. They're usually caused by indifference. However, no one can be indifferent and live a life of significance. We have to want to make life better for others to make a difference, end quote. I am totally on board with that. John says that leaders who truly leave a mark focus on making each day count by bringing value to others through their top-notch gifts, skills, and resources. It's like a core aspect of their purpose in action. Be sure to have a crystal clear understanding of why you're stepping into a leadership role. Are your intentions aligned in the right direction? Insight number six, make you more valuable. Quote, the idea of adding value to people is dependent on the fact that you have something of value to give to them. Adding value to someone is relatively easy to do once. But as a leader, you will want to add value to people you lead consistently every day. To do that, you must continually grow and become more valuable. And to add the most value, you should try to stay in your sweet spot. Each of us right now has a lid on our potential. The only way to lift that lid is to intentionally develop and grow. As you do this, you will make a wonderful discovery. You can also lift the lid of others. I have always considered myself to be a lid lifter, someone who sees the greatest potential in others and then gives them what they need to rise up and fly. End quote. 
This insight encapsulates the essence of leadership transformation. It's a ripple effect. As we embark on our journey of intentional development, we not only raise our own potential, but also become catalysts for others. This aligns with Maxwell's assertion that leaders are lib lifters. It brings to mind the imagery of an ever-expanding horizon. As we grow, we lift the lid on our potential. And as we uplift others, we contribute to a rising tide that lifts everyone's boat. Maxwell's wisdom is like a thread woven through the tapestry of growth, reminding us that leadership isn't about personal advancement, but about lighting the path for others to rise and soar. Insight number seven. What do I have to offer? Quote, there are several ways to examine your life to discover how to add value from your sweet spot. Right now, I'd like to offer two. One is analytical. The other is intuitive. First, the analytical method. Use the perspective outlined in the chapter to determine how you can add value. First, you can look backwards. What have I been given? What unique experiences and resulting insights can you use to add value to others? Second is to look inward. What do I have to give? What talents, strengths, and skills do you possess that you can use to add value to others? Next is look outward. What can I do? What can you do daily to add value to others? Write your answers to these questions then become determined to leverage what you have for others every day. If that method doesn't suit you, then try the intuitive method. Pay attention to what you feel when you help people. Take time to brainstorm any and every moment in your life when you felt you were doing what you were meant to do. End quote. Now that is a fact. Every single one of us holds a bountiful reserve of potential within. Yet often we fall short of truly delving into it to uncover our unique offering. What really gets me excited is the intuitive approach that John introduces. It's like a natural instinct, honing in on the activities that set your soul on fire. These very pursuits hold a key. They're like a giant sign pointing you toward what you can offer the world. Why? Because chances are these activities align with your innate talents or skills, your sweet spot, where you shine the brightest. Insight number eight, can-do creative spirit. Quote, if we want to fulfill our dreams and live our wives, we need to partner with people who have a can-do spirit. Not everyone possesses that. When faced with obstacles, people have different responses. There are, I can't people. They are convinced that they can't, so they won't and don't. Then there, I don't think I can people. These people might be able to, but they talk themselves out of it. As a result, they fulfill their words by not trying. There is can-I people. These individuals allow their doubts to control their actions, which can lead to failure. And the final group is the how-can-I people. These people have already made a decision to tackle their tough assignments. The only substantial question they struggle with is how they're going to do it. The last group is my kind of people. Why? Because when we work together, everything is possible. It may take a while, but the vision will be accomplished, end quote. In the chapter, Partnering with Like-Valued People, Maxwell dives into 12 characteristics of great partners, and the one we will focus on here is having a can-do creative spirit. In the world of how can I, people are the movers and shakers who've made a firm decision to take on those challenging tasks. Their mindset is already in the let's do this zone. The big question that occupies their minds isn't whether they should or not. It's all about figuring out the nitty-gritty of how they're going to pull it off. Imagine you're looking at someone in this category. 
they've got that resolute expression that says, bring it on. It's as if they're standing at the base of a mountain, ready to climb it, but they're staring at the climb, wondering, how can I ascend? The cool thing is, their mindset is already on the ascent. They're not debating whether they should climb. They're strategizing how to do it effectively. Final insight, closing thought. Quote, right now, are you only dreaming about making a difference or are you actually doing things to connect with people who can join you on the significance journey? Movements don't begin with the masses. They always start with one. And then they attract others to themselves and their causes. Anyone on the planet today can make a difference with others. You can, I can, and even the guy or gal sitting next to you on the plane, bus, or subway can. Movements are about mobilizing people to get behind a shared purpose. There is great power in helping other people because you can change the way people think, believe, and even live. Today, I have another dream. I want to see people become intentional in their living. I want to see them become transformational leaders who influence others to think, speak, and act in such a way that it makes a positive difference. This book is my invitation for you to join me, end quote. Now, I captured that from the epilogue of the book, and it captures the core message of this entire book perfectly. Maxwell's insights reveals that in aiding others, you're not just offering assistance. You're catalyzing a metamorphosis in their very core. The heart of Maxwell's message seems to be that the ripple effect of positive influence goes beyond the surface. It's about flipping the switch in people's minds, planting seeds of new belief systems, and inspiring actions that cultivate substantial change. When you dive into his words, you're reminded that the act of helping isn't just a solitary act. It's a catalyst that can lead to a paradigm shift in thinking, even altering the trajectories of people's lives. That concludes the insights I wanted to share from The Power of Your Leadership by John Maxwell. I have loved his books over the years, and I'm about to start his latest book, The 16 Undeniable Laws of Communication. Once I complete that book, I'll be sure to share it with all of you. Until next time, stay curious and keep embracing the wonders of knowledge. Talk to you soon. You've been listening to Philosopher Insights with your host, Herb Land. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time.